Hey folks, welcome back to the DC Three Cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Zach and Vince, and we are here to catch you up on Gotham War, the current story happening across Batman and Catwoman. And uh, we had talked about Gotham War Part One a few weeks ago. Um, a book I totally forgot I read. It took me halfway through it to realize I had read that issue. Um, so, uh, and I liked it both times, but I just totally forgot that I had read it. Um, but Wait, like was... the main, like the main issue, the yeah. opening one, yeah, okay. the opening one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, yeah, we covered that on the show. Yeah. Uh, but so the first book we're talking about here is Batman number one thirty-seven, written by Chip Zdarsky, illustrated by Jorge Jimenez, and um, Vince. I want to start with you because you are a. Uh, Traditionally, you're not the biggest Zdarsky fan, but I know that you've been at least the little bit of Batman you've read with uh, under Zdarsky's pen. You haven't you you've been okay with. So I'm curious as sort of how you're feeling about Zdarsky's writing so far in this crossover. Um. Well, first of all, I, time, time out one second here. Are we talking about this issue by issue, or just talk about the whole thing? Just the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Then go ahead. I, for the most part, I like it. Um, it's very. It is kind of dumb at times, but in a way that it kind of has to be um, like this idea that like when they talk about uh, Zurinar <laughs> as this, like every time they talk about Zurinar, it's incredibly ham fisted. It's like that. It's not you, Bruce. That's Zur talking <laughs> like it just feels a little bit wrong to refer to Zurinar as if it's a person, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's a little goofy in that way. But I think for the most part, like, Zdarsky's writing is pretty good. It's pretty lean. It gets across the ideas that it's trying to get across uh, in, a, in a pretty lean fashion. Um, you know, there d- doesn't feel like there has to be a ton of exposition, which I appreciate. Um stuff like dick in the end having to decide to like turn off the bruce to batman connection that kind of connects him to all of his intelligence and equipment and all that stuff is is very dramatic and well done um and plus there's there's parts that just kind of like whip ass like uh like it's just cool that vandal savage is a part of this <laughs> yes that vandal savage has purchased uh, Wayne Manor and like just his inclusion in this has been a fun wrinkle. Um, I'm skipping to the very end, but the reveal with uh, Scandal Savage uh, and and Vandal taking over the League of Assassins is very good kind of big picture campy batman stuff it is very good comic book stuff yeah 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 it's It's also it's like pretty i won't i don't necessarily want to call it ballsy but it's like it's very like big brain to make this story that is pitched as this like batman catwoman feud into actually like a big vandal savage story (laughs) yeah um that also seemingly like it doesn't like explicitly tie into Lazarus planet in the way that like other stuff has, but it's still about like Lazarus shit. <laughs> it's not, not about Lazarus planet, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it's just very funny. 
Yeah, it's 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 comfort food. It's very exciting and it's easy to read and it's not bogged down uh, with horse shit uh, narration or anything like that. Um, it's just it's just very lean in a way that I appreciate. Um, even if the idea of breaking up the bat family is kind of tired and played out. Um, and I'm it, a little it is. I'm, I'm a little worried about where oh, I was just going to say, I'm a little worried about where it's going. Even if I, even if I like what it's doing right now, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put that. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to agree. I agree with you that it, it it is like a little overdone, but I, I also like agree with your choice of words and calling this like exciting because I, I think it is, it's like very, it's very dramatic and it's very, it feels very high stakes. This is like, I think the best one of these that they've done in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels yes. very, like very urgent, especially like I thought the issue of Catwoman that we've had was just like, okay. Um, but I thought that second Batman issue, the one, the most, so the most recent part, like that whole sequence where they're all just brawling each other. And it's like so over dramatic. It's like we've talked about Bruce is just like off the rails in <laughs> in this. He's a psychopath, but it's just so. I mean, I like that. I like when Batman's a, a dick, but um, it, I just yeah, I just found it kind of like fascinating, like all of the choices that they were making and the the combinations of the characters and their their motives and what they're doing. I just um. I can't say that I think it's good, but I think it is like very engaging and I, it makes me want to keep reading it. Yeah. It's good in the way that a Popeye's chicken sandwich is good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be on the toilet later regretting it, but. Um, I think this is good. I mean, it's, it's a qualified good, right? But to me, what do you want from this kind of a story? What do you want from a, from an overarching bat story? You want some unexpected stuff, and I think bringing Vandal Savage into this is unexpected. I think the Scandal Savage reveal is unexpected. Um, so all that stuff is good. I think you're getting some really good character moments between Bruce and the various members of his family. Like I think that the way Bruce interacts with Tim and Dick and uh, Damien and Selena and Jason each of those relationships feel really well established here and feel really um like well written and well well crafted even though we've gotten these stories a hundred times before and they don't always look like this right but i think zadarsky and teeny howard who we should mention is the co-writer on the catwoman stuff um they are there are some really good moments between Bruce and these characters and between these characters themselves. There's a great scene. I think it's in, is it in the Catwoman issue? Yes. It's in the Catwoman 57, uh, which is illustrated by Nico Leone, just for credit's sake, where Tim is talking, not Tim, I'm sorry. Dick is talking to Selena, but the first time he went to an opera, how it was on a date that Bruce and Selena went on and how uh, he sat at the bar with Selena and she ordered him a Shirley Temple and she says, you know, Dick, when you say things like that, it makes me feel bad that we're fighting. And he's like, good, it should, or something like that. Like, it's a really, really well-structured scene where Dick is able to, uh, like, relay to Selena why this whole thing is silly without really making her 
into a bad guy about it. That's what I like most about this is that Selena, even though she is still advocating for crime, and we're gonna get to I want to talk about that in a minute. Selena's sort of the the like established, I don't want to say protagonist here, but I mean Bruce isn't the protagonist, so it has to be somebody else, right? I, I guess it mm-hmm. I guess it, I guess it's Selena here. But I, I think that there's just there's really good character moments throughout all of this. And what I like about this is that it does not shy away from giving us in in as clear a terms as we've maybe gotten in 20 or 25 years of Batman comics that Bruce is wrong here. We have often seen Bruce pushed to the limit. People say like, oh, Bruce is he's going to do something he regrets here. We actually see that the, the, the shit he does to Jason in this is is serious and is unlike anything we've really seen Bruce do to a member of his family before. Yeah, so you know, it, it, it harkens back to like identity crisis and the the morality about like erasing somebody's memories or it's, it's, right, a, similar, exactly. it's a similar thing to that. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so I think, you know, like, like I said, what do you want from this? You want unexpected things. You want good character moments. There is some good action. There's good art from Jorge Jimenez and Nico Leon. Like, I think this has everything I want out of a Batman event book, um, you know, in here. I, I can't I can't think of any like fundamental thing that's missing. Could it be better? Well, yeah, anything could be better, you know, but it's uh, I don't I don't see. I don't know. I I, th- I think this is this is a really enjoyable crossover so far. Um, I'm really glad you mentioned that scene between Dick and Selena. I actually had misremembered. I thought that was in Batman, and so give give the credit to Teeny Howard and and Nico Leone because that yeah that I thought that part was exceptionally good. Um, I also really liked the bit, and I think it was Batman the most recent Batman where like Tim talk like brought up the fact that like the reason he became Robin was to like, yes, yes. Help Bruce through like a period similar to this one, um, which was a good callback. Even just Selena mentioning, I heard about a boy who stole the wheels off the Batmobile mm-hmm. as, as, as being Jason's Robin origin. Like there's just a lot of really good, callbacks to past things here but it didn't feel like just trotting out the greatest hits it all felt like all of those references had a real purpose in the story mm-hmm. yeah it's really refreshing you know because we are at like a point where dc is like the most comfortable with referencing like all of continuity than they that they've been in a long time and this is like the reason why that kind of thing is good yes Yeah. So I, I want to talk for a minute about the the sort of central conflict here, which we talked about a little bit last time. But I, now that we have more sort of data here, I want to dig into it a little bit more. So, you know, Selena is is in a place where she has created this this system for criminals in Gotham, where they are only stealing from the rich. There's no violence that is acceptable in this scenario whatsoever. And basically, she has brought violent crime down to a very, very manageable level. Now, Bruce is not happy about this. And then obviously somebody dies. One of the one of the, the people who she has trained dies because 
She is shot by basically a person standing their ground in their home, or he is he is shot by somebody standing their ground in their home, their home rather. And um, you know, this sort of sets Bruce off, but obviously, no crime is the goal here. But does does the book to you make a make a compelling case that Bruce is wrong and Selena is quote right here? I mean, I think that like ultimately just comes down to like I think the interesting thing about that is it really is just like individual temperament and like pol- like politics basically because it's mm-hmm. like the basic question at the core of this is like what is crime? You know, like, what is a crime? And, like, Bruce and Selena have, like, very clear differences in, like, what they think is a crime. Um, Bruce has, like, a very, like, narrow conservative view. And Selena has kind of more of, like, a broad abstract view. Um... I mean, it's like uh, like the idea of like allowing uh, allowing people to steal from the rich is like kind of like conceptual. I don't know. It's not one for one, but what I think of like what comes to mind is like the arguments about like legalization and like safe distribution of like illicit drugs. You know what I mean? Like, de- like decriminalizing it and making it safe, basically, which is what kind of what Selena has done with like burglary, basically. <laughs> She's decriminalized it and made it safe. Um, and people are kind of generally better off seemingly so far. But um, there are people who would argue that like, no, that's still bad. Because the thing itself is bad. It's not it, like the the outcomes aren't what matter the endpoints aren't what matter. Right. Um, it's, it's the act itself. So I don't know. I think it's actually like pretty, uh, I don't want to say like deep, but it's a, it's a bit like of a, it's a bit of a like headier conundrum than you usually get in. Yeah, absolutely. In Kate comics, I think. Vince would say you, I think one thing that I, I everything you said was really smart and thoughtful, but I think one thing that spoils it a bit is just how much of a psycho Batman is in this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, it, it makes it to, to me, that aspect of it makes it so clear that he's in the wrong. It, 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 it lessens the kind of moral dilemma that's going on, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I, but what I think is, probably gonna happen and is that he's going to be proven right though he's both going to be like absolved because it's going to be like ozer made him do this stuff Uh uh-huh and he'll have to like deal with the consequences of what he did but it's also something's going to happen that proves that like he was right you know that 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 what selena is doing is wrong because it, it has to what so like um it's gonna be that like uh, the League of Assassins intervenes on Gotham or, you know, descends on Gotham mm-hmm. and they're going to be like ill prepared to deal with that or something. Or like that. or even like, like, um, uh, you know, Vandal Savage is going to like commandeer and take 
take advantage of what Selena has built and like yeah yeah like yeah it's yeah exactly it's gonna leave like a vacuum or leave create the the scenario that allows something really bad to happen and it's just gonna get waved away that like bad stuff happens in Gotham all, literally all the time <laughs> like yeah. under the under the bat bruises regime but it's gonna he's gonna be able to take the moral high ground and say like look what happened because you did this basically yeah. Yeah, but but I I see the only reason I I, I kind of doubt that is because of how unapologetic Zadarsky and Howard are about how wrong Bruce is about all of this, right? Like it, it's going to be hard to prove him to prove him correct because of how just god awful he is being portrayed as here. Sure, but that what's going to happen is this is going to be the beginning of a larger status quo for 2024. By the end of 2024, Bruce is going to realize that his way is not the only right way and he needs his family. And, you know, this is, he's going to be proven right in the short term. And then in the long term, they're going to do the thing where they say, well, you know, we have to keep Gotham is going to keep, being a shithole because we need it to be to write more stories. But <laughs> then by the end, he and his family are going to make up and with Catwoman, uh, and they're all going to make up and say, you know, well, maybe we'll uh, adopt these, uh, uh, a lighter touch with our methods, but we still need crime fighters, etc. You know, mm-hmm. that's what will happen. <laughs> I would be shocked if it's anything else. What if, what if they're doing the, uh, Bruce gets thrown in prison arc from the the uh Didio original Didio plans, the That'd timeline. Awesome. Bruce goes to prison and then and then dies or whatever. <laughs> whatever happens. Or Superman breaks him out. Or what was it? He Bruce yeah, no, goes it was, to prison, yeah, Superman I think, breaks I, him yeah. out. Yeah, Bruce Bruce goes to prison, Superman wakes breaks him out, um and then he dies. Doesn't doesn't Batman die or something? Probably. Whatever. What? Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, uh, I, that's how I think it's going to go. Yeah, I, I, you're up. You're probably not wrong about that. Um, it is fun uh, to actually be able to speculate and like want to speculate. Yeah, um, I feel like a lot of DC comics have not generated these types of discussions or questions in a long time. Yes. Unfortunately, we know that Bruce is the protagonist of reality, and so yeah, yeah, he's going to have to win out. Um, so I I did want to point out though that I I I wouldn't be surprised if this is a sly way to get Bruce off the table for a while. So I I was thinking about this yesterday because I was I I'm I'm we talked about the Flash number one next week last week I'm writing about it for for Multiversity this week. And we haven't seen Barry Allen in some time. Was the last time during Dark Crisis? Was it even was it before then? It was. I mean, he was in. He was in Dark Crisis, right? I mm-hmm. don't know. I think he was. He yeah. was because they they had to go like rescue him from somewhere. Yeah, because yeah, he was in the he was in the. He got at the very beginning. He was the first one that got pulled into like Pariah's weird Justice oh, yes. League worlds. Yeah, yeah. And so he was off the table for a while. Yeah, um, but so I wonder if 
this is the way to kind of give another character in the bat family the bat book for a while because I, they're just they're they're breaking bruce down so much i feel like he needs a break both in story and i think for the readers like to to accept bruce back after all of this seems like it is a it's a, it's a bit of a Herculean task for the readers right now. And so maybe maybe it makes sense to, to put Bruce on the shelf for a little while. Could you guys see that happening? Mm, I think it's much more likely that the Bat family goes on the shelf than Bruce does. I, I, I think he rides solo for a while. With Damien or no? Mm. We had talked about that because... Yeah. Because there's Maybe a Batman because, and Robin book happening. Because there so. still yeah, is a Batman started, and Robin. Yeah. Book. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if we, if we got a little bit of a break from Bruce here. I'm not saying it's going to be a years long break, but uh, you know, a little bit because it just I, I just I don't know. I don't know without time how you'd want to read a Batman comic for a while. I would I not think... hate if like the main Batman book became like somebody else and yeah. Dick or Bruce was in Batman and Robin and then maybe even give like detective comics to like Tim, <laughs> you know, like, right. Yeah. Um, what if, yeah. I mean, like Dick has his own book and Titans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give, give tech to Tim and then give bat, give the Batman title to Jason. Yeah. Because Zdarsky already wrote Jason. That's true. Yeah, Zdarsky's that that really good story with Jason. Yeah, and like I feel like what they're doing to Jason right now would be really interesting to follow up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. They're they're kind of dragging him the most through the ringer, so then to make him the to make him the Batman coming out of it would be interesting. Ooh, that would be good. This is never gonna happen. We're talking ourselves into something that's well, never gonna happen. Yeah. Here, but now, now I like it. I don't know. I think I think it could happen. I think it could happen. I think it will be interesting. I'm looking for that bleeding cool uh, article that talks about how the Bat family is going to be broken up for um the next year. There was something. I do uh, remember reading that. Yeah. Or at least reading the headline, probably more accurately. Well, anyway, I'm not going to bore the listeners with my scrolling here. But... Yeah, but yeah, I think over. I mean, like I said, I know you guys are not quite as high on this as I am, but to me, this is a thoroughly enjoyable bat story. I think there's it's doing good things with the characters. I think it looks really good, and I think it's asking interesting questions you know it's funny like being anti-violence is not a new thing but in the world that we live in today it feels like there is much more acceptance for pacifism than maybe we've ever had before and certainly there is a harsher view of things like the police and the military and all that again that's not new but it's more mainstream than ever to talk about abolishing the police and things like that and i wonder if if it's only a matter of time before that stuff was going to start to seep into Batman comics. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm fine. I, I'm good with that. I think that's more interesting than him fighting the penguin for a hundred for the hundredth time. You know, I did want to mention that there's this. We haven't really talked about this at all. How there's there is a coalition of villains that is forming to go against Catwoman, uh, and I guess by default Batman that we see in. I think it's the Batman issue where it's like um, Two Face and Scarecrow and a couple other folks, um, and then we also get a couple different scenes of the Riddler feeding Batman information. Mm-hmm. And I always like when those two are not at each, like. There was that great tech run. What was that from? Like the late nineties, early two thousands. I think like early mid 2000s with Paul Dini yeah writing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it was uh you're talking about where like the Riddler was a, a good guy or yeah that yeah. was Bert, that was um Gotham City Sirens era okay so yeah so mid 2000s he was like an yeah he was like an ally to them yeah Gotham City Sirens Riddler I think it, it it's it started before then oh yeah maybe because it was in detective comics it was when he was on detective comics and then he carried it over into gotham city sirens i see if that would be that would be a fun status quo to revisit um oh and i will i i tried to read the jason todd issue um the red hood issue the rosenberg joint um, but I quickly realized that it like wasn't really tying into no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same. It's like it's, its own thing, sort of. Right. It's that bullshitty, like v- barely, barely tied in. Completely mm-hmm. inconsequential. Yeah. Which sucks, but whatever. Yeah. But no, I, I'm very much enjoying this event so far. So I'm glad we're reading it. I think how much more is there? Is there like one more Catwoman issue and then like a an Omega kind of issue, like a capstone? There's no way of knowing. Hang on, I'm looking up the checklist now. So let's see. We have I hate when they do these. First that that Red Hood story was one of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I a realize two, that. two-parter. Maybe. So we have one more Catwoman, another part of the Red Hood, and then a Scorched Earth story. Okay, which is probably like the... It's a one-shot, yeah. Yeah, like the end point. So really, so just like two parts left, basically, yeah. that count. Yeah. Scorched Earth doesn't sound like a, a great place to end things. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, hang on a second. Do you see comics November's because this ends in uh October? I, I just want to take a look quickly at the November solicitation, see if we can get any hints from anything here. Uh, while I'm doing this, Vince, what comes out next week? Next week, we've got Batman Robin number two, Batman City of Madness number one, Danger Street 10, Green Lantern 4. Uh, Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow, number six. Superman Lost, seven. Wesley Dodds, the Sandman, number one, and World's Finest Teen Titans, number four. Ooh, baby, Wesley Dodds. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Do you know what that City of Madness book is? That's the Christian Ward one that I won't be reading. 
Uh, we'll see about that. Anyway, well, you can't you can't make me. You guys can talk about it, but I will not be reading it. Well, if you have to talk to us about that or anything else, two thirds of us are on social media. I am at Brian is an app. And I'm at the Wilkinsy. Should I stop saying you're on social media, Zach, since you don't check it no, anymore? No, I, 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 did a, I did a blue sky the other day, so I'm oh, okay. technically still alive. You blew yourself. I blew myself. Yeah. Um, if you need to find Vince, he is not having a great day, as uh, evidenced by what he bought at CBS today. Not great, man. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, folks, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Spin the wheel, goddammit.